Good morning. It's another day's journey, and I'm glad about it. And I think somebody else is glad about it also. It's a new month. It's a new day. And the Lord God continues to bless us. New blessings we see day by day, morning by morning. God is good. We welcome those that are joining us this morning by way of live streaming. It's Girl Scout Sunday here at Cade. And we're going to praise the Lord. It's not just going to be a program, but it's going to be a praise service. So let us do this together. Let us give the Lord God some praise in here right now. Because he is worthy. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. And that's what we're going to do here this morning. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for being so good to us, Lord. Father, you have been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We know that it's not from anything that we've done that you have allowed us to see this new day, this new month, this first Sunday in the month of March. But Lord, your mercy and your grace has and still showers each and every one of us. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. Right now, we humbly ask that you will bless everything that we do in this place. Anoint the scriptures. Lord, give us a divine word from our pastor so that we won't just listen to him and leave here, but that it will be in our hearts and in our spirit so that we will leave here being doers of your holy word. Thank you now for what you have done, and we thank you for what you will do. We pray now, Lord, that you will have mercy. Have mercy on all of those who desire to be, to be in somebody's church this morning. Have mercy on the sick and the shut-in. For those that are bereaved, Father, have mercy. But Lord God, for every church door, please give us the power and the strength to continue to stand firm on the word of God. For we know that you said your word will forever stand, that heaven and earth may pass away but that your word will never pass away. So when we leave this place, Lord, let us leave here rejoicing and renewed. And we ask that you would do those things in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And all the people of God said, amen. 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 Our Girl Scouts are coming now with the procession. You may be seated.
Color Guard attention. Girl Scouts attention. Color Guard advance. Color Guards hawk. About face. Girl Scouts advance. Ladies and gentlemen, the flag of our country, Pledge of Allegiance. Our pledges are. Please stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Girl Scouts attention, salute. State your promise. On my honor, I will try to serve God and my country to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law, the law. I will do my best to be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, considerate and caring, courageous and strong, responsible what I say and do, respect myself and others, respect authority, use resources wisely, make the world a better place, and be a sister to every girl scout. Color guards post the colors. Salute the colors. Color guards dismissed. Let's church say amen. We had senior Snidey Hooper. We had the flag bearers, Cadet Chloe Otis. 
Senior Maya Collins, Ambassadors Jemiah Mondi, Ambassador Serenity Washington. Let's give them another hand. Now let us praise the Lord together. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came, upon, came to all people. To be sure, sin was the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account, for there is no law. Service and prayer. 
you, Father, we would like to thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Lord, we want to thank you for this Girl Scout Sunday. Lord, bless each Girl Scout, Girl Scout leader, Pastor Buzzy, and the congregation. Lord, we have to pray, Almighty God, that you will always light our way with your presence. We resist all evil and pray that your light will always eat, will always shine on us. And Lord, protect us with traveling grace as we leave this place. We pray to us from all harm. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Junior Girl Scout. Girl Scout Sunday celebrates the powerful ties between Girl Scout and this faith. Girl Scouts are encouraged to connect their faith to the Girl Scout law and earn the religious recognition of their faith. We welcome you to celebrate Girl Scouts all over the world and join in with us as we worship our Lord and Savior today. Will all visitors please stand? Our motto here at Cade is to worship, grow, connect, and serve. On behalf of Pastor Reginald Buckley and the K Chapel family, thank you for visiting today. Good morning, K Chapel family and guests. May all March birthdays please stand. Daylight savings time is coming. It is next week. And set your clock. Which way? Earlier. Spring forward. We really want to see you at church on time. The AMB Association Ministers, Wives, and Widows Ministry will host the leading ladies, leading denim and white brunch on Saturday, March 9th at 10 o'clock at Daughters of Zion Baptist Church in Natchez, Mississippi. The guest speaker will be our own first lady, Dr. Latricia Buckley. 
Now, I see here it says RSVP, which means that we must have this on our website, that you must RSVP by uh, February 9th, and that is the Daughters of Zion. You know? Okay, they're still doing it. Ram Buckley said they're still doing it. We take his word. Okay, save the day. It is time for our annual family and community festival. It is going to be on the grounds, y'all. Saturday, Saturday, April 27th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and you will be getting more details about that. There are special emphasis that will be brought this morning by Sharon Turner Davis on Women's Day weekend. And also, Sheriff Jones, if you start forward for the emphasis on the Sheriff Citizens Academy. Sister Davis. Good morning, Kay Chapel. On behalf of the Women's Mission, I have announcements for our upcoming uh, 2024 Women's Day, and these announcements are as follows. As we embrace Women's History Month, Kay Chapel Mission prepares for Women's Day 2024, which will be on Sunday, March 17th, during 11 a.m. service. The theme this year is Empowering Women of God toward the divine purpose in 2024. Our scriptures come from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, and Proverbs 31, 20 and 21. Our Women's Day speaker is our very own Sister Kanisha Duvall. All women are asked to wear white on that Sunday with either pink corsages or corsages that will match your circle if you are a member of a circle. All members, men and women, are asked to pay $25 to support Women's Day. We will have a Women's Day choir again this year, and the choir is open to all females. Uh, ladies, please bring your little ladies with you so that all generations can sing. We want to prepare the little ones to take our place in the future. The best way to do so is to bring them with you so they can participate now. Uh, our directress, Sister Marquise Cassie, has scheduled the following rehearsals on Saturday, March 9th at 1 p.m. and on Saturday, March 16th at 1 p.m. following our sneaker brunch. And speaking of our sneaker brunch, is Mother Davis here this morning? Mother Davis will demonstrate and I tried to this morning demonstrate how you are to dress for our sneaker brunch. So much, Mother Davis. I tried, but she did it much better. 
Uh, so please come and enjoy uh, some good food, entertainment, and help us celebrate with some of our special women of Cade Chapel on that day, which is Saturday, March 16th. Uh, the cost of that is $20. Tickets are available this Sunday right after services, as well as next Sunday after Sunday school and after services as well. Uh, so please join us. So for emphasis, uh, pray for a successful Women's Day 2024. Pay your $25 in support of Women's Day. Purchase your $20 sneaker brunch ticket and participate in all of our activities. Thank you very much. Our very own Sheriff Jones. Good morning, church. I'll be uh, very brief, but I just want to announce that we will be hosting the Sheriff's Citizens Academy for the first time. These dates will be April the 8th through the 15th. We've been pondering on how we can better connect with our citizens of Hines County and to educate our people on how the Sheriff's Office operate, not only the Sheriff's Office, but the different areas and aspects of the criminal justice system. So what better way and to put on a training for our people for a week long and give them an opportunity to interact with our command staff, other elected officials, and those that are responsible for the everyday activities of the criminal justice system. This will be held in the evenings. It will be held at First Baptist Church on State Street. And again, you have to be a Hines County resident, 21 years old, you have to pass a background check, and you will be introduced to the department structure, specialty units, police procedures, self-defense, and firearm safety training um, as well. So we encourage our citizens and our people to take this opportunity to be able to connect with us and connect with the Sheriff's Office. And we look forward to making sure that we educate you and making you ambassadors between us and the community as we continue to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the community as well. Thank you all. Be blessed and be safe. Thank you. And share since I made it past 21 slightly. Sign me up. All right. Um, how many of you know it's time to vote again? <clears throat> all right. It's time. Tuesday the 14th is voting. 12th. Yeah, these days. The 12th Tuesday. Go on the 12th Tuesday to vote. You can also do absentee voting through Saturday. So if you're not going to be in town on the 12th, go and vote absentee. But on the 12th, this is not optional. This is a requirement of your Christian social responsibility. Amen. Now, K-Chapel Wellness Team, they say you still haven't started that weight loss resolution. It's not too late. With Daylight Savings Time coming March 10th, let Danielle, Lois, Rico, and Shirley, not this Shirley, take you to a whole different place of fellowship, laughter, and fun. The wellness team wants you to, 
your face in the place on Monday and Thursday nights from 5.30 to 6.30. And for our sizzling seniors, let's not forget you. We allow for you to join us on Tuesday and Thursday mornings from 10 to 11 a.m. So stop putting it off for today or tomorrow. Come show up and show out with the Cade Wellness Team. We guarantee you, you won't want to miss this. Amen? Amen. And now we have recognition of our uh, we have the, um, what is it? Tithes and offering. And we have a young lady that is going to do that for us, Cadet Williams. Well, y'all already know what time it is. It's Tithes and offering time. This is the time where we all can participate in the service. Here at K Chapel, we understand the importance of serving God through our giving. There are three main reasons why we give here at K Chapel. First, we give to show our obedience to God's word. The second reason is to show thankfulness to God for, for, for providing all of our needs. And the third reason is just because we want to see the kingdom of God grow here, around the city, around the state, and even around the world. Now, there are multiple ways you can give. You use a traditional envelope method, you can mail or drop it off here at 1000 West Ridge Ray Street or use the KHF app. And for those of you who are working with us on live stream, you too can give by utilizing the number on your screen. And for our visitors, we don't want to leave you out. Our ushers have baskets available for you to drop off your offering as you exit at the end of service. So, how much you give or whichever you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or a necessity. <laughs> For our Lord loves a Amen. A any questions? Amen. I think she covered it all. I think she covered it all. Amen. Where, where are those baskets going to be, ushers? Where are the baskets? Oh, on the aisles and... Okay, I'm going to do my stewardess thing right now. Where, right here? All right, right here. God bless you. While you're going out, you can give all of our visitors. If you want to give, you can give in the baskets that are, are, are handed out. God bless you. Aren't our Girl Scouts wonderful this morning? Amen. Thank God for them. Thank God for all of our Girl Scouts. Parents of our Girl Scouts, won't you stand right now? Let us recognize you right now. Parents of the Girl Scouts, where are you? Parents of our Girl Scouts, God bless you. Good to see you on this morning. God bless you. We thank God. For you. Amen. Amen. It's giving time, y'all. Let's give.
Amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Anybody know God is a blessing God? God is just a blessing God. Amen. So good, so faithful, and such a tremendous preserving power God has. Amen. I say he has preserving power. Can I prove it to you? I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. Yesterday, yesterday, Mother Christian celebrated 98 years. She's 98 years old. So do me a favor. Y'all wave at the camera to Mother Christian. Tell her happy birthday, Mother Christian. Amen, amen. Listen, why are you waving? Why are you waving? Let me let you wave some more. 92 years old, Mother Lester. Mother Lester's 92 years old. Hey, Mother Lester, amen. God bless you. Happy birthday to Mother Lester. And listen, y'all. Next month, Mother Minifield, Dorothy Minifield, will be 90 years old. Good God. Look, what? wait, wait. Mother Wright will be 93 years old. My God, my God, my God. He's, he's a preserving God. Amen. And then this morning, this morning, with, with Brother Wicks, is his, sitting next to him is his 90-year-old father. Look, look at there. Look at there. 90-year-old dad. Y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> my God, my God. Isn't God a good God? He's a preserver. Amen. He's a look, look like he want to go on a little bit. Look, don't start. <laughs> Bless your heart. Bless your heart. So good to have you with us on this morning. Amen. Amen. Shante, won't you come? Now we we've given we've given we've given salutes. To our seniors, you got some information for our young people, is that right? Amen. Give us some information about our youth. Good morning, K Chapel. Well, it's that time of the year again for the National Baptist Convention, which will be held this year in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, from June the 16th through the 22nd. So parents, if you have a child and or ch children that are interested in uh, going to the, the National Baptist Convention with us. We will be meeting next Sunday, March the 10th, in the Old Fellowship Hall for a parent meeting. So, seats are limited. Be there or be square. Thank you. I'm sorry, the meeting is at 1035. Good morning, Kay Chapel. Isaiah 58, verse 10, and I'll be reading from the ESV version. It says, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as noonday. We ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Sister Lottie Gray and Brother Limus Magruder. We have recovering at home, Mother Eileen Sutton, Brother Herman Price, Sister Sandra Sellers, Sister Annie Poindexter, Sister Mary Poindexter, Sister Johnny Jackson, Reverend Leroy Harrington, 
Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, and Brother Willie Lindsay. Now, Brother Barnes, are you, where are you? Brother Barnes, would you stand? Brother Barnes is here in church this morning. He's been on this li prayer list for a while. And he didn't just come to church. He came and came to work. He's on post this morning. He is an usher. Good to see you. Amen. Amen. Now we have those that are related to church members that are asking for prayer. Miss Lena Perry, Miss Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Mr. Clyde Cameron, Miss Renee Collins, Miss Laquana Caston, and Javante Noel. And as you travel during the week, please don't forget our long-term members. And as you travel, do as I always ask. Pray when you can. Visit where you can. And each day, thank God that you can. Amen. I have a card here that says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Words cannot express the feelings in our hearts. Thank you, Kate Chapel family and friends for being with us during this very difficult time. Your prayers, your texts, your calls, and words of sympathy are greatly appreciated. This comes from Brother Richard and Carol Anthony. Let us pray. Father, we come this morning thanking you for the blessings of this day. We thank you for this day because it is a day that has never been before and when it is spent it will never be again father we just want to say thank you lord and we ask oh lord that you will look down on all of our bereaved families all of our members that are ill families friends father we ask that you would just put, wrap your loving arms around them. Keep them in your loving care. Let them know, O oh Lord, that you're still by their side, that you've never left them. Father, we love you. We need you. And we can do nothing without you. For these and other blessings, we ask the name of our son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel family. My name is Kim Wade, and our Darian Pierre and myself are the Daisy Troop Leaders of Troop 5379, and we are here to make a very special presentation to the church. Reverend Buckley, would you please come forward? So first, on behalf of Troop 5379 and Troop 5389, Sophia, will you come here? We have a check in the amount of two hundred dollars. You want me to shake his hand? <laughs> Next, on behalf of Troop Five Zero Two Nine, our Brownie Troop, Gabby, a check of a hundred dollars. Gabby, Gabby. Taylor, if you'll come next. On behalf of troop number 5027, our junior troop, 
another check for $100. Ms. Bailey, will you come please? On behalf of Cadet Troop 5010, another check for $100. Thank you. And last but not least, Ms. Jordan has a check on behalf of Troop 5025 for $100, totaling an amount of $600 on behalf of the Gay Chapel Girl Scouts. And these lovely young ladies in blue are our babies, our Daisy Girl Scouts. They are in kindergarten and first grade. Thank you, ladies. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. This came from Proverbs 22.6, NIV Bible. My name is Ruby Florence, and I am the advisor for Girl Scout Junior Troop number 5027. Uh, we have fourth and fifth grade girls in our, treat, in our troop. Uh, I'm going to introduce these girls because these girls got their bronze awards. Um, parents and families, I would like y'all to stand too. Haley Henderson. Stan Kaylee. And Kylie Sandifer. Great. Our parents here, I would like the parents to stand and to stay standing as well. Um, the Bronze Award is the highest award that a junior Girl Scout can earn. We, we started our project back in August, I believe it was August 1st, and we just completed it on December 31st. The girls thought of a really good project. What we did was got a lot of supplies for Kara. Um, these girls love dogs, and I do too, and they really needed a lot of supplies out there. Um, we took, well, what we did was notified Kara to see what their needs were, and we went out there on the 31st of December and took a, like three car trunk loads of supplies, and they were so happy to get all those supplies. Um, CARA, if people don't know what it stands for, C-A-R-A, CARA, that stands for Community 
animal rescue and adoption. And they really need a lot of supplies for those dogs. They had 300 dogs when we were out there. They don't have cats anymore, they only have dogs. And these girls had to have 20 community service hours. They did that and they did their great take action project. And let's just give these girls and their parents a round of applause. Good morning. My name is Danielle McClellan, and I am a part of the Senior Troop, and I'll be announcing the ambassador speakers for today. Firstly, we have Michelle Jones. Michelle Jones is the daughter of Margaret and Sylvester McGee. She has been in Girl Scouts since she was a daisy. She's a senior at Provine High School. She enjoys mathematics, cheering, and being in Girl Scouts, and spending time with friends and family. Her plans when she graduates high school is to attend Rust and Ole Miss, where she was granted the opportunity to major in both mathematics and biomedical engineering. Now we have Riley Winters. Riley Winters is the daughter of Tanika Winters and Terrence Russell. She has been in Girl Scouts since she was a daisy. Riley is a senior at Lanier High School where she was a former cheerleader and a member of SGA. She is a member of Greater Fairview Missionary Baptist Church under the leadership of Vincent Russell. Riley is a part of the Promises of God Praise Dance Ministry. She is also a junior usher and a junior Salt and Light member. Riley will be attending Highs Community College in pursuit of a degree in nursing. Thank you. and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Hello, I am Riley Winters and today I will be telling you about my experience in Girl Scouts. I have been at Girl Scouts since I was five years old as a daisy. Girl Scouts has taught me to be confident and because the leaders have always told us to speak loud and proud, be sure in who we are, and make the right choices no matter what. I remember being a daisy and going to camp for my very first time and being scared to be away from my mom. I remember Miss Sam, she was encouraging me that I can do it and to stay strong and that I will be okay. And I have Michelle there right by my side being my best friend. Um, can you believe this is my last year in Girl Scouts? I've been a Girl Scout since kindergarten and this is something I really enjoy. As I get ready to go to camp for the last time, I am very saddened, but I have memories that will last me a lifetime and friendships that I will cherish forever. Thank you, King Chapel, for this opportunity and letting me be a Girl Scout. Thank you to all the leaders I've had over the years that were encouraging me, being there for me. But most of all, thank you for my mom for letting me be a Girl Scout. I love you. Hello, my name is Michelle Jones, and it's a pleasure and honor to tell you about my experience as a Girl Scout. 
Girl Scout has taught me how to, be, how to respect myself and others. It also taught me how to be a sister to every Girl Scout. Through Girl Scouts, I have learned how to properly give a public speech on the leadership of Ms. Sharon Turner Davis. Boy, I thought I would never do this, but look at me now. <laughs> Through Girl Scout, I have learned how to be a leader by watching various leaders that I have went through my journey of scouting. Starting with Ms. Donna Sims, I can remember walking into the Daisy classroom excited but yet shy. Ms. Sims ensured me that by the time, by the end of the year, that would all change. She took me to my first cookie booth sale and it was on from there. I love being with the other girls and selling cookies and we even made a song that, that everyone loved and yet, that year we sold out. I can also remember finding my love for camp through my leadership, through the leadership of Ms. Martin and my mom, Ms. Margaret. When we arrived at camp, I was very unsure if I wanted to stay or not, but that soon all changed. They showed me how to, how to brave the weather and also how to enjoy the nature by making it fun and scavenger hunt for us. Those ladies really showed us how to follow a trail and how to look for different things in nature that I never really paid attention to. And to top it all off, the best part came at night when we made a big campfire and began to sing songs and sing, began to sing songs and eat some more. Hey mom, by the way, when is camp? Where's she at? Okay. I'm ready to go now, my bags are packed, as I was always taught to be ready. Upon leaving, I look at this as the beginning of my true leadership journey where I can show the world what I have learned. If I can, I would like to thank all my past and current scout leaders for this wonderful journey throughout scouting you have shown me. Thank you.
Anybody trust in the Lord this morning? Oh, come on, if you really trust in the Lord this morning. He said, I will deliver you if you trust me. I'll fight for you if you trust me. I'll be what you need me to be if you trust me. I'll walk with you if you trust me. I'll protect you if you trust me. If, if you trust me, God says, I'll do and I'll be all that I need to be. Only trust him. I don't know about you, but I'm trusting him this morning. I'm trusting him with my heart. I'm, I'm trusting him with my mind. I'm trusting him with my spirit. I'm, I'm trusting him with my soul. And look, I trust him with everything I've got. I put it all in his hands. I say, I put it all in his hands. This and that, I put it in his hands. Without a fact, he'll deliver. I put it in his hands. I trust in the Lord. I believe in the Lord. I know the Lord will make a way somehow. Oh, he will trust you if you trust him, if you trust him. That I am. the good news. I will deliver. Here's what you got to do. Trust. Holy trust. You got to trust. Oh, if you Trust, only trust, only trust, gotta trust, can you just go to a ooh, just go to a ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 when I don't know what to say, sometimes I'll go to that language and say ooh, trust in him. I trust in him. Hallelujah. Join me in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5. While you're joining me there, we want to welcome Reverend Jackie and Sonia Kidd from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, Jackie, where are you? Hold up your hand. I know we're standing up. Where are you? Okay, God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Understand that's the daughter of Lillian Lou, Louie who was the secretary for Medgar Evers. Amen. And so we welcome you to this service on this morning. Amen. God bless you. Good to have you with us on this morning. Amen. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, uh, beginning with verse 12, beginning with verse number 12. I'm going to read down through 
number 19. Y'all stay with me for a little while this morning. Verses 12 through 19. I'll try not to be as long as the reading is, but I can't promise you anything. Reads as follows. Wherefore, as by one man sin, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. I see y'all know when to shout. Y'all know when to shout. Y'all know when to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about Jesus, the restorer. Jesus, the restorer. Um, have, have you all ever watched one of those shows where something is being restored, whether it was an old car or, or an old house, an old piece of furniture, and, and that thing, that house, that car, that furniture is in absolute, complete disrepair. Nothing is as it was. Time and neglect have caused it to fall into ruins and all that is left is either the pictures or the memories of what it once was, how it used to look, how it used to drive, uh, how, how, how you used to enjoy that, that thing and, and you remember it in its heyday but, but, but now when you look at it, it's old, it's it's rusty, it's, it's dusty, and, and all that you have left are the memories, the rusted out parts go through the process of being replaced. The ruined floors are refurbished, the damaged hardware is refinished, and then after some weeks or some months, that old car or that old house or that old piece of furniture is revealed to the owner with great surprise and great appreciation for what the restorer did to that thing, that item, that object that meant so much to that individual. My brothers and my sisters, 
as we begin to make our way to Easter. I want us to consider for the next few weeks a few key Christian doctrines along the way by looking at Jesus in at least four different aspects. Jesus, first of all, as restorer. But then secondly, Jesus as redeemer. Thirdly, Jesus as reconciler. And then finally, Jesus as resurrector. By seeing him through these four lenses, by the time we get to Easter, we're going to be shouting. Why, why, why do I need to take four weeks? Because, because we cram too much into Holy Week to try to get you ready from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday to try to get your shout on. We need a little bit longer of a runway. And I believe if we look at Jesus as restorer, Jesus as redeemer, Jesus as reconciler, by the time we get to resurrection morning, there's going to be a hallelujah in this house. A hallelujah in this building. Paul is laying out this morning for us in this passage something about Jesus as a restorer. And he does so in the context of bringing up Adam. And you might be thinking, why does Paul make this connection between Adam and Jesus? The connection is simple, because Jesus restores what Adam has broken. I, I thought y'all knew when to shout. Y'all fooled me. J Jesus restores what Adam has broken. That, that, that's, that's the connection. Jesus restores what Adam had neglected. Jesus fixes what Adam messes up. Jesus brings back to life what Adam puts to death. You, you do remember Adam, don't you? Adam is formed in the image and created after the likeness of God. And I really, really could put a quarter in the meter and park right there for a minute because the first bit of Christian doctrine that we ought to remind ourselves of is the fact that the Bible teaches that man is a created being. Uh, created being, created in the image and after the likeness of God. Genesis 1 and 27 reads that so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Three times in one verse you see the word created. It's as if God wants to make sure that we understand that we are not the products of evolution but creation. We did not derive from other life forms but we were created in the image of God and after the likeness of God. We are not the result of some blob of material somehow converging upon itself but we were created with intentionality. We were created purposefully. We were created to reflect the image of the creator. I wish somebody would tell your neighbor, God made me. God made me tell your other neighbor, I'm created, I'm created. I was created in the image of God. He, he created me. I did not evolve from some monkey. God created me. I was not the product of some blob of material that mysteriously found itself together. God created me. 
God made you beautiful, Girl Scouts. That beautiful hair, those beautiful lips, that beautiful brown nose you got. God created you in his image and after his likeness. Don't let anybody tell you anything other than you are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of the Most High God. God made us who we are. We are created in the image of God. Genesis 2 and 7 takes us to that blessed moment when God takes that which he already created, the dust of the earth, and then he forms from the dust of the earth. The first man blows into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The name Adam, the name Adam in the Hebrew literally means dirt man, earth man. That's why we, when we go to the graveside and we lay that person down, we say from the earth man was taken and to the earth shall he return. Earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Why? Because God created man from the dust and to the dust he shall return. Y'all going to make me shout all by myself up in here. He, he, he created us. Created us creates Adam and then he puts him into this beautiful paradise this garden that is named Eden puts him there and gives Adam all of his creation and gives him dominion or charge over this wonderful creation and while Adam is beholding this great beautiful garden and busily familiarizing himself with everything Adam quickly comes to the conclusion that everything that God has created in that garden has something to complement it Birds have other birds to fly with. Fish have other fish to swim with. Dogs have other dogs to run with. But man is alone. Good God Almighty, I feel like preaching right here. When Adam looks at his loneliness and God understands that Adam is aware of how lonely he is. God says in Genesis 2 and 18, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. And before there was any propofol, any ketamine, any lidocaine, God anesthetized Adam and performed the first transplant, taking a rib from man and forming woman. Because God designed woman intentionally as his helpmeet, it means that man and women, watch this, are complementary beings. I'm going deeper than you realize. It means that God, it means that God created man and woman as complementary beings, meaning that they have been created biologically and anatomically and emotionally and socially to complement one another, not to fight with one another, but to complement one another, not to battle with one another, but to complement one another, not to strive against one another in terms of who's in charge and who the boss is, but rather to complement. Compliment, somebody say compliment. Compliment one another. That's why some of you all are fighting right now because you hadn't realized how to compliment each other. Ah, chapter 2 ends. Watch this, y'all. Watch how chapter 2 ends. Chapter 2 ends with these words. Tell y'all, tell your neighbor, he's going deep this morning. He's going deep this morning. It, it ends with these words in verse number 25. It says, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. That, that's, how, that's how the second chapter in the book of the Bible ends. It says, and they were both naked, the man 
and his wife, and they were not ashamed. You know what happens? Serpent convinces Eve to look at the forbidden fruit from the forbidden tree. I'm just giving you a little history here. She, she looks at it, and then she lusts after it in her heart, and she eats it and gives it also to Adam, and he eats also. And the Bible says in chapter 3, verse 7, that the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fixed leaves together and made themselves apron. Watch this, y'all. Remember, at the end of chapter 2, they were naked and not ashamed. But after they eat of the forbidden fruit, they see their nakedness and they are ashamed of their nakedness and make themselves clothes from leaves. Mm. I, 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 really, I really could teach that right there. Uh, uh, they hide themselves, watch this, they hide themselves first of all from themselves. But then they hide themselves from God. God comes walking in the cool of the garden, says, Adam, where art thou? And Adam says, I'm, I, I hid myself from you. God says, why did you hide yourself from me? He said, because I was naked. Who told you? You were naked. Where, where, where did you get that knowledge from that you were naked? When, when I left you and Eve, y'all were naked and unashamed. Now you're hiding from each other and from me. Who told you? I have a witness in here. They are afraid. They are ashamed. They are embarrassed. And they are guilty. They had done these, this act, this one act of disobedience. And because of this one act of disobedience, Guilt, shame, fear, and embarrassment became a part of the human condition. Fear, here it is, shame, embarrassment, and guilt becomes a part of the human condition. It is the doctrine that we called imputation. Imputation means, watch this, what was given to one is passed down to others. It was imputed. Here we go. This is the first Christian doctrine that you need to pay attention to. The sin of Adam was imputed to mankind. Now, I know, I know somebody saying, well, God, that ain't fair. Adam is the one you got issue with. I didn't do anything. Why should I be punished? Because of his sin. And, and, and the reality is, ain't no need of you complaining about Adam. Because if it wasn't Adam, it would have been Reggie. Wouldn't have been Reggie, it would have been Stanley. It would have been Marvin, it would have been Shirley, it would have been any one of us. At some point, doesn't that matter? Somebody was going to sin and it would be imputed to the rest of us. Wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, yeah, in some way. The point is this, 
that man will give in and fall because of his flesh. Wait a minute, here's the good news. Although Adam and Eve are banished from the Garden of Eden and although there is punishment for their sin and although there is now strife between the man and the woman and although the ground is now cursed, here's the shout, y'all. The good news is that God did not give up on humanity. That's the shout right there. Adam messed up. Eve messed up. The garden was met. Listen, the earth was messed up because of their sin. All of this mess happened. We ain't going to blame one or the other because both of them were at fault. Wish I had a witness in here. But God does not give up on humanity. Ah. He does not give up on humanity. And while Adam's sin is imputed to man, which means that we all are sinners, uh, you, you, some of you read that wrong. It didn't say y'all have sinned. It said all have sinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point your finger at yourself. Say it all includes me. Now, now, now take one finger and point it at your neighbor and say you too. You too. You too. You too. Yeah, you too. I know. I know your, your, your good looking self. You too. You too, you too, you too, your straight laced self, you too. You too, you, you too, you act like you ain't never done nothing self, you too. You too, I know you sitting there sanctified, right? You too. You're going to do something after you leave here, you too. All of us have sin, and watch this, will sin, watch this, and still do sin. Don't make me call out your sin up here. Sit there and act funny if you want to. I got a little bit of prophecy in me. I can do it. You better say amen. All right, I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. I thought so. All have sinned and come short of his glory. But here's the good news y'all. God restores. God restores. God restores. And God restores through his son Jesus who is the restorer. Jesus the restorer. I already feel good. Jesus is the restore. And that's all, listen, I'm going to cut across the field. I can't get all of this out in one sermon. But, but all this passage is about is the fact, watch this, it's the doctrine of imputation. That because of the sin of one, it got passed on to all of us. But because of the obedience of another, that got passed on to us too. I just gave you the sermon in a nutshell. I got about five or six points that I ain't going to preach, but I just gave you the sermon right there. The sin of one was passed on to us, but the obedience of another means that his righteousness counteracted the sin that was passed on. Y'all don't know when to shout up in here. It, it means that Jesus, the restorer, because of his obedience, because of his sacrifice, because of his righteousness, when God looks at his son, he doesn't see my sin, but he sees me through the blood of his son. If 
You don't ever shout about anything. You ought to shout about that. He's a restorer. Don't, don't you know? Don't you know? That's what Old Testament sacrifice is all about. That's why the system of sacrifice was put in place when the priests would sacrifice the lambs and the rams and the goats and spill all of the blood. What? That was a visual reminder and a spiritual ritual that let the people know that because of your sin, there is a price to pay. The wages of sin is death. God says, listen, something's going to have to die. Because of sin, something's going to have to die. Because of sin, something unblemished, something without fault, something that didn't have anything to do with the sin is going to have to die. But then John looked in the New Testament and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away. I'm trying to hold my peace, y'all, but Behold the Lamb of God. He said, ain't enough lambs in the Old Testament to wash away my sin. Ain't enough goats and ain't enough bulls and ain't enough bullocks to wash this sin. But behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. That's why we shout. That's why we get excited. That's why we call blood folk. We love the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So I didn't cut well across the field. Media team, y'all ain't going to find me because I ain't on none of this right now. Listen, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The sin of one was passed on to many but the righteousness of another. Paul uses this language in another, another chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He calls it the first Adam and the last Adam. I like that. He says the first Adam broke some stuff, but the last Adam, he fixed it all up. The first Adam messed this thing up, but the last Adam restored it all. The first Adam sinned and caused sin to enter the world. But the last Adam paid for all of our sin and washed it all away. The first Adam. The first Adam. The first Adam made a mess. But the last Adam came with grace. And came with mercy. I'm done. But my soul is happy. I, I'm, I'm finished. I got about eight pages that I'd never get to. But my soul is happy. Because of what this last Adam did. The last Adam came on the scene. And said, uh-huh. I know your flesh got the best of you. But when I get finished with this thing. I'm a restorer. What's been messed up? Digging camel there. You drove up last Sunday. I saw it. You couldn't hide. Big, pretty, black Mustang. Shiny. Beautiful car. I started sinning on the parking lot. 
I did. I took a picture of it. I said, that thing looks good. It was a beautiful car. And I knew it was his before I even asked him. Because he had told me about this car that he loved. And the restoration process. Do I have a witness here? I wasn't there. But I would imagine that you took your time and made sure there was no rust on the body. I wasn't there. But I can imagine that you took your time and made sure there were no cracks in the windshield. I was not there. But you took your time and made sure there were no dents in the body. Do I have a witness here? That's what I saw Jesus doing. He took his time and he made sure that everything Adam messed up, that he fixed up. Don't you know that's what he meant when he died on Calvary's cross and he said, it is finished. Good God of mine. And what was finished was the job of restoration. He brought us back. He brought us back to where we should have been. He brought us back to where the first Adam took us from. He brought us back to the place, yeah, of grace and mercy. Do I have a witness here? I'm so glad about the fact that Jesus is a restorer. And what brings me joy is when Jesus said, it is finished. He said, I started this thing. Yeah, not just 30 years ago, but I started this restoration a long time ago. When Adam messed up, I started this restoration. When Eve messed up, I started this restoration. When they decided to go their own way, I started this restoration. And don't you know that he came down through 42 generations? Do I have a witness here? Because he started this restoration. You do know who he is, don't you? His name is Jesus. We call him Mary's baby. He lived for 33 years. Good God Almighty. And one day he marched up a hill called Calvary. I'm trying not to go here because I got a few Sundays left before I tell you the whole story. But I feel my Baptist kicking in because you do know that he died. Good God Almighty. He died on an old rugged cross. He died until the world began to reel and rock. He died. Yeah, he died. Does anybody know he died? They buried him in a barber tune. Took his body down and wrapped him up. But he was still restoring. Good God Almighty. And somebody said, Early, early. Early Sunday morning, he got up. He's 
the restorer. He fixed it. He made it right. All the gunk. All the debris. All that was tarnished. Everything that was ugly. His blood. And listen. It ain't turtle wax. That'll just give you a little superficial shine. His blood has cleansing power. His blood has washing power. His blood has restorative power. And it will never. It will never. It will never. It will never. its power way back
and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in one's life. That means you are in charge of your life. God has given you that power. So if that be one right now, all you got to do is repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I can't save myself. I know that you paid the price that I may have eternal life. So Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me right now. If you said that prayer, will you just get up and come on down here and we will get it right for you. If you may think you may have to be saved, if you don't know for sure that you're saved, Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, and he said, I give you these words that ye may know that you have eternal life. So if you have some doubt and you're not certain, come on down. We're going to get it right for you today. God is a mighty God. Whatever he wants. Don't be ashamed. The Lord said, if you be ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father, which is in heaven. That's right. Here, come on now. Don't be ashamed. If you need some assistance, if you need prayer right now. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. But when you start talking about the blood, something just, it's just something sweet about the blood. Huh? Hallelujah. Yeah, you will never, never lose. Don't y'all mess with me. Don't y'all mess with me. Never lose this power. Y'all, come on, let's get out of here. Yeah, you will never lose. <laughs> Oh, come on, come on, don't play with it, don't play with it. Don't play with the blood, come on, come on. Don't play with it, come on, come on, it will never. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, let's get out of here, it will never. Say never, never. Never, 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 never. Never, 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 never. Never. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Go in peace.